Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we start a brand new series this week called The Church, uh, just The Church, I, I, um, we were, I was trying to think of fancy name to call it, and I had some ideas, but we also do a Spanish service now, and, and I have to try and find titles that, that work in Spanish, so I just said, oh, just go with The Church, and uh, we'll be good. And, and I love to talk about The Church. Um, and, and obviously I like to talk about Jesus a lot too so they, they pop up but the uh, I always get excited when I think about the church and what it means and the history of the church and being a part of the church and, um, and so I want to take some time to talk about what the church is and what the mission of the church is and, and, and you know not just us but, but the church the, the, the whole deal um, the uh, the church that loves Jesus uh, now everywhere and throughout time everywhere um, that's the church and and hopefully connect with the idea of what that means and what it's like what it really means to be a part of that and and how amazing it is that the the church of Jesus um, is the most important institution in the world in the universe the church and and I don't think people always take that in and drink that in what that really means uh, the, you know the Bible it says that the gates of, of hell gates of Hades um, the, the power of death will prevail against every institution but one that's the church the church lasts against everything that comes its way and forever and as a, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you're a part of the church. Uh, you're a part of this amazing institution known as the church. The church is the instrument of the kingdom of God against the kingdom of darkness. And so I want to talk about what the church is. And in the weeks ahead, I want to look at, at what the church does and what that means. And, and uh, hopefully it will resonate with you and stir you up to the, uh, just to the, the, the magnificence of being a part of, of Jesus' church and what that means and, and how it's so much more than just, you know, coming in and, and listening to a message and doing a couple of songs. It's, it's so much more than that. And, and to take it in at its depth and at its breadth and, and its width and height and, and how just uh, overwhelming it is to be a part of, of this church that's been going on now for 2,000 years and, and um, will continue until Jesus comes back and that um, it's, it's this... There's nothing like it anywhere. No other institution, no other organization. There's nothing like the church um, that, that, that you can't even compare it to anything else. And so uh, the church is, is an amazing, marvelous, wonderful thing. And we're a part in Christ. So that's what I want to talk about uh, in the weeks ahead. And, and we're going to start today. That's my intro. Heading into the main thing. You always get a joke for the transition bad joke what do you do if you're attacked by a group of clowns go for the juggler <laughs> to play on words thank you <laughs> I, just, I was just waiting I was just waiting I like that that's the best ah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's supposed to be a bad joke. It's supposed to happen. And then following that is this, in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, the scripture reading, put here on purpose. 
For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. And we've been talking about grace in our last series. This is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations. It has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise of Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. And blessed be the word of the Lord. I really want to sort of start this series on the church by looking at verses 10 and 11. His intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So uh, to kick this series off and, and with those verses in mind a few questions I want to try and ask and answer today. What is the church? What is this manifold wisdom? Who are the rulers and authorities? And how do we make it known? So the first thing I want to talk about today is this. What is the church? What is the church? Now the word church does not refer to a building or a facility or a place. However, that's pretty much how we use the term now in our vernacular, and so we need to start with that, um, because most of us here, and I do it myself, would say, earlier today, I said, okay, today, you know, this evening, I'll be going to church. Most of you, maybe you said that yourself, you were going to church, I'm on my way to church, I'm going to go to church, I'm looking forward to church, I'm not looking forward to church, whatever your attitude might be, that was probably what you said, I, okay, church, sure, uh, or, you know, church, yay, church, or church, whatever. Um, you get it. But that's, that's not the church. The, this, the, what, what we should be saying is I'm going to the church facility, or I'm going to the church building, or, or I'm going to where the church meets. But um, the church is never a place. The church always refers to people. And when you read the word church in, in the Bible, in the New Testament, it's either referring to the group of believers for all time from the beginning, which is always referred to as the church, um, and so that started, you know, back with the guys. Uh, back there, the, the guys that hung out with Jesus and, you know, 3,000 at Pentecost and all throughout time. And all of that is the church that's known as the church, believers throughout all time. Or sometimes it's referring to a specific group of believers in a certain place. But it's always referring to the people there. Um, the people are the church. And so um, uh, you are, are, if you're a follower of Christ, you are the church. So it's not that you're going to church, you're, you're the church going to a building. Um, when you leave this facility today, the church leaves the building. You're the church. 
you're a follower of Jesus, you are the church. Individually and corporately, you're the church. Even when you're by yourself, you're still the church. Um, you're, you're a part of the body of Christ, the church. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. Paul says, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So uh, just, just so we understand when we're talking about church and breaking free from some of that stuff, um, you're the church. Corporately, individually, you're the church. Um, and, and so when, wherever you are, you're the church. Um, and and th that needs to resonate with us. That's a, that's a pretty significant thing. And being a part of the church, being, being a part of the body of Christ, it's, it's this amazing blessing. And yet some people, you know, never really take in the magnitude of what it really means. And I think part of it is that whole, well, I'm going to church. And, you know, and, and, and so it just becomes another sort of a, an activity on a weekend or during the midweek. And it's, it's not that. You, you are the church. Uh, and it's, it's not, you know, when you decide to go and get together that it matters. You're always the church. Once you're in Christ, you're the church. And, and, and th this is a significant thing. And you're joining at that point in Christ. Now you become a part of something with a 2,000-year history. I love to think about that. It, it, to me, that's one of the things that, that excites me the most. And I think about how amazing it is that this thing had started 2,000 years ago with Jesus uh, and, and the small group of people that he had and, and then, you know, the people gathered in the upper room and then, and then the, the, the really, you know, 3,000 plus at, at Pentecost, um, which isn't, you know, a lot of people when you think about it, lots of churches way bigger than that today all over the place. And then from there it took off and then it just started to explode and reach over the world. And now, you know, throughout the ages, millions upon millions of believers um, who make up the church. And because of that, we're the church because of the faithfulness of the people who have gone before us in preaching the gospel and maintaining the message and doing the things that they were called to do we exist and we're still continuing to press on and we're part of this this fascinating and amazing history there's there's nothing like it this is not just an event this is not just a gathering there, there's something so much more than that you're part of the church of Jesus you're you're the, you're a part of the body of Christ and and that this is the one of the most amazing and wonderful things that has ever happened um, in, in the ages, throughout history, anywhere. And, and uh, we're a part of that as followers of Christ. Uh, um, it's, it's, you know, it overwhelms me uh, because I'm certainly uh, not worthy to be a part of it. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm just a broken, messed up sinner saved by grace. And now he considers me worthy to be a part of his church, a part of his body. And, and so, you know, I, I'm hoping that we'll begin to drink that in because it changes the way then that you process situations in life. Um, so you're, you're, you're not going to church. You are the church. When you leave here, the church has left the building and the facility's standing here. But you're, you're out there being the church um, all the time. It's not just a Sunday morning thing or a Wednesday night thing. It's you are the church. And this is, a, this is an amazing deal that this sort of needs to settle on us um, in this process. And so, so he says, through the church then, and then there's some things that he talks about. The next thing that, that was in that verse, in 1011, is the manifold wisdom of God. That's point number two. What is the manifold wisdom that's being talked about? Now, Paul says something in 1 Corinthians 1 that I want to bring into the discussion, um, verses 18 through 24. For the, and I love this too. If when you get a chance, um, I know that's up there. You can leave it up there on the screen. And you look back at Ephesians 3 when I read that. And Paul starts Ephesians 3, 1. He says, for this reason, and then he starts to talk. And then if you look at verse 14, he says again, for this reason. 
And I'm, I'm very comfortable with the fact that he, he started that third chapter to pray, because in 14 he starts to pray for the church, and then he's got to stop, and he loves the church. See? I love that about Paul. And he's got to tell him, okay, but this is what's going on with the church, just so people get excited about it. Then he stops to pray, starts to pray in verse 14. It's very cool. But anyway, he says this in 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 24. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles but to those whom God has called both Jews and Greeks Christ, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God so this mystery that he talked about earlier and this wisdom of God is that on the cross Jesus made a way for us not to just have experience uh, to, to have eternal life with him for all those who believe in him he also purchased for himself a new people made up of believing Jews and believing Gentiles all believing in Christ who've placed their faith in Jesus and this new people is the church and, and the church is the recipients of the promises and the power of God and we become the instruments of God here uh, on earth in this process this manifoldest wisdom is then that in Christ a way has been made for Jew and Gentile who believe in him to become this brand new people that we've been talking about the church and that that this is part of God's redemptive plan is that the church would come in Christ and would make a difference in the world telling people uh, how we got here and what it looks like and so so this is what's taken place you know in the in the cross and it's a it's foolishness it's funny to me 2,000 years ago they thought it was foolishness and Many people today think it's foolishness. The whole message of how can you believe? I have people ask me that. How can you believe that? 2014, how can you possibly believe that that's what's happened? And I, I just always, and I look at people like that and I think, with, with you know, grace and love. Because I've seen a lot of those people make the transition over time. Um, just everything else doesn't work. So... Um, because it's the wisdom of God and I know biblically it tells me it seems like foolishness to you they don't believe yet but it's not and, and so we look for opportunities to, to encourage them to press in to find out the truth I mean but I because I remember see I didn't grow up as a believer so, uh, so I remember thinking like that I remember thinking that, that people that how could people believe I remember the thought actually having a thought how could people believe in that and yet now I get it something changed faith in Christ and things begin to change and then you, under, you wonder why you, you're not, you didn't know it to be true in the past so um, as this new people in Christ we're the church and we're the recipients of the grace of God so, so we've looked at um, you know what the church is and this manifold wisdom the next thing that we, we need to look at in those verses of 10 and 11 are who are the rulers and authorities uh, in heavenly places that are being talked about there and that phrase ruler and authority shows up in two other places in the book of Ephesians Paul writes about it and we know these both because we've looked at these verses in the last uh, few weeks in our last series 
Um, that, that ruler and authority phrase shows up in Ephesians 6, 11 and 12, which we did our entire study. We did that last week. It's on the armor of God. And again, in verse 11, it says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And again in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, which we looked at last week. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this rules, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is not working those who are disobedient. That phrase is in those verses. It just translated a little differently. It's translated ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit not working those are if you look at the Greek root words it's there rulers and authorities and so the rulers and authorities are the enemy that we have and his kingdom of darkness and the reality is that there's this cosmic battle underway um, where our enemy is intent on the destruction of mankind by keeping people blinded to the truth of Jesus that would set them free and the church needs to understand that this is the battle that we're in. This is the battle that we're facing. And how vitally important our mission is to make the manifold wisdom of God known so that lost people can find life. It's, it's why we exist. It's why we're here. It's the reason we don't get zapped up to heaven the moment we get saved. Because we have a mission. We have a purpose. And, and that, that purpose is that through the church, God wants his manifold wisdom made known to, it says there the rules and authorities, but, but see, our struggle isn't against flesh and blood. It's against this process. So we have to stand, like we talked about, against the tricks and the traps and the deceptions of the enemy who are bent on keeping people stuck in darkness so that, that um, through the preaching of the good news and the sharing of the good news, people can be rescued from that and into the kingdom of God where God wants them to be so that lost people can find life. And so... Hey, here in the sort of uh, still dominion of the prince of the power of the air, the enemy, the church exists as a representative, as the instrument of the kingdom of God to bring this message and to stand for the truth so that lost people can come to know who God is. And, and, and so it's vitally important. And again, it's, it's not something that we just take for granted. We don't just, like I said, we're not showing up to church. You are the church. And you've been given and tasked with this amazing mission of letting people know the truth that set you free so that they can also be set free from the kingdom of darkness. So fourth, how do we make this wisdom known? This seems like a pretty tall task. Um, and again, if you take all this in and you, you begin to think, well, you know, that's a pretty big deal now because, you know, I just thought I was showing up to hear a little message, do a little singing and, and have a cup of coffee and say hello and then move on my way. Now, it's, now it looks completely different. Uh, and, and it does, because you're a part of something far greater than that, this 2,000-year this uh, institution that nothing will prevail against. And, and we're, we're tasked with making it known. How do we do it? And what we find out from reading the Scripture is this. Part of it is about living by doing the next right thing. You've heard that. And it's also in what we talked in, in the last chapter of Ephesians 2. It's doing the good deeds that we were created to do. We, we make a difference here by walking this thing out well, by living uh, the life that we've been called to do, by, by loving people, encouraging people, helping people, blessing people, praying for people, um, uh, you know, standing up for truth, you know, saying no when no needs to be said, um, all the things that we're called to do 
to be the light into this darkness. And, and Jesus said things like this. And then Paul said, Matthew 5, 16, Jesus said, in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Um, Paul says in Ephesians 2.10, we're God's workmanship. We looked at this last week. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works or deeds which God prepared in advance for us to do. Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, that's the church, eager to do what is good. Eager to do good deeds. Now, I made sure last week we talked about grace first off so that you don't, you don't ever hear that, that our whole deal now is we're going to earn God's favor by doing good deeds. We can't earn God's favor. That was grace. Can't work for it. Performance in that, in that mindset will just make you like the older brother in the story of the, lost, uh, the prodigal son and will make you miserable and bitter. And that's not what we're called to. But what we're called to is this realization that, that we uh, are, as the church, we are the instruments of the kingdom of God um, in this cosmic battle against the kingdom of darkness. And, and I said this in the last season series. I wanted you to know that, that the kingdom of darkness is in no match for the kingdom of God. It cannot prevail against, against God. It can't. The, the church. It can't prevail against the church as the instrument of the kingdom of God. So in Christ, the, the battle in effect is won. But there's this mop-up effort that we're a part of. Uh, and the enemy, even though he's defeated, has not yet left the scene. And he's, he, his, his intent is to take and do as much carnage as he can in the process. He's not going down easily. Still, stripped of most of his power uh, at the cross because of what Jesus has done. Again, his whole thing is lies and deceptions and mis, myth, you know, mistruth and, and just twisting things a little bit, trying to keep people from, from um, understanding and believing what God has done for them and the love that God has for them and that they're, they're you know, uniquely created by God for relationship with Him forever. And, and, and the, the rulers and the authorities, uh, uh, these, these wickedness, just want to keep people from that. And that as the church, we're tasked with being hope, a source of hope and, and light and life and love uh, and, and encouragement. And when we do those things, we have an impact on the world around us. If we, if we lose sight of that, we lose our impact. And we have to, you know, that's always part of the deal. Walking this thing out with a way that makes a difference in the lives of people. Not finger pointing, not doing any of that. As, as you know, I talked, I, I wanted to talk about grace before we talked about the church because we exist in His grace. We, we, we can't do this thing without knowing how desperately we need grace. But as recipients of His grace now, um, we, we, we can understand what this is all about and why we do what we do. And I want to talk more about that whole process, the mission of the church in the weeks ahead, you know, to ultimately live lives so that people can see and know that God is real. And, and that's at the bottom of what we do, that, that we are who we are and we do what we do because God is real. And, and we know that to be true. We want people to know it as well. So that's where we're going to be heading in this series. And, and just kind of let those things, you know, resonate with you. Think about that. Think about what it means to be the church, um, that, that you are the church, and that you, you're, so you're just not going to church. You are the church. The manifold wisdom of God, the mystery that in Christ now, um, all who believe in Him, Jew and Gentile, Jew and Greek, can come and become this new people in Christ, the church, and that, that we're to make this wisdom known to everyone um, that's still kind of under this, the, you know, rulers and authorities in, in their limited power here on the earth um, of unbelievers. 
and that and we do that by living lives that please God and love people well and that that's how we make a difference so we're going to be digging into that and talking about that in the weeks ahead uh, as we talk about the church and the mission of the church but think about those things this week uh, and that's enough for now if you're watching on television or by video thank you if you need prayer go to our website there's a place for your prayer request and we will certainly pray for you and we'd love for you to visit us when you get a chance but that's it for now